Welcome, viewer slash listener. Um, this is Brian Lloyd. Say hello to the people, Brian. Hello, people. And this is Deirdre Malumbi. Hello. So we have a jam-packed show this week. And um, we're getting on the movie star bandwagon. We're just throwing movie stars in there, just dropping them off the shoulder. Like it's, ah, yeah. like yeah. it's nothing. Like it's nothing. <laughs> like, it's it's nothing. nothing. like it's no big deal at all. Um, so we're going to get to the reviews and, and uh, in a little bit and some more movie news. The, mm-hmm. But the Oscars, this is the yes. big news. We wouldn't be a film slash show. Um, that doesn't really make sense. We wouldn't be a film show yes. if we didn't talk about the Oscars. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're, what, we had a, a screening last night. We're going to show some footage from it in a second. But what was the uh, big surprises this year? Um, well, I think the biggest snub we were talking before was probably Bradley Cooper not getting a nod for A Star Is Born. The cheek! I know, it was a big shame, especially given, like, like he did get the best um, leading actor nod and yeah. everything. But I mean, a lot of the critical praise for that movie was coming from his direction, you know, his yeah. actual handling of the film and this being his directorial debut. Like, it's an incredible feat. So that was a big kind of shame. Um, instead, Powell Pawlikowski was in there who would have directed Cold War, which was nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. I don't think people were surprised at him getting the nod now for Best Foreign Language, but they were surprised at him getting the Best Director nod instead. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and we were talking about this a bit last night, but I do really like the selection of the Best Directors there in that it is very multinational because yeah. you have... Um, Pelikovsky, Lanthimos, uh, McKay, Spike Lee. Lanthimos. And it's Lanthimos. I meant to say that to you oh. actually last night and what? I should have corrected you. Yeah. It's Yorgos Lanthimos. Yes. Well, you don't say Lanthimos. You met him and I didn't, so this I didn't make a mistake to his face, so it's all good. And of course, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, and I actually think Roma's going to be. Um, the big and Adam winner. McKay for voice. Yeah, in <clears> fact, <throat> um, on the um, on the subject of Roma, I think that was also a big surprise actually yeah. at this year's Oscars because I mean, like the people who had seen it were saying like this is a phenomenal movie, and I saw it actually in the last couple of days, and it really is a gorgeous but this, film. But, but I don't what, think people were expecting it to get ten nominations. I think this is what we we were kind of saying last night in, in front of the audience mm. was that nobody. Well, it's one of those movies that people feel like they should have seen. Yeah. And when and they, they do, because they you watched it work yesterday yeah. at the end because we were talking about it last night. Yeah. So you had to watch it. But, you know, it's one of those that should get around to watching it. It's a bit mm-hmm. like Moonlight. But to be fair, Moonlight went and won Best Picture then. Uh, you tried something last night, Brian. You tried doing a, 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 a live poll uh, with the audience to see. <laughs> I was, oh, Brian, yeah, I Brian Lloyd tried to be dismissive. Of uh, a Star Wars Born, did, yeah. one of literally the most popular film of 2018. <laughs> and it did not go down well, yeah. Brian. It, no, didn't. He it basi- didn't. He basically first asked, have you seen A Star is Born? And then he kind of said, have you seen it, but don't think it's like the best picture? Or you phrased it really, really weirdly. And there were people, people just were, like... People were literally um, going... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. No, what I said, to clarify, what happened was I asked people who here has seen A Star is Born. Pretty much everyone raised their hands. And then... The question that I did not uh, clarify correctly was, do you think it was the best film of the year? And to be fair, like, I would say at least half of the audience, maybe... Nope. Yeah, there, uh, there was nope. a lot of people, there was a few people who nope. lowered their hands when I asked. A lot of people kept their hands up. Yes, but there were, pe- what I'm saying is, is that it's not as uniform as... You seem to think. Would, 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 would there have been another film that would have been more uniform? That's the point. 
More true, people see true, yeah, that's, that's fair, yeah. Because we couldn't ask about Roma, for example, because yeah. like Mike was saying, there are probably a lot of people who haven't seen it, even though like, it's, 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 it's on, on Netflix. Netflix. Just yeah. scroll past on their, next, on their Netflix feed just to get another sort of queer eye. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or it's always sorry. Or tidying yeah. up with yeah, Marie Kondo, exactly. that's, a new, that's a new thing at the moment, right? Yeah. It's just, I just want something like a digest. I don't want to read. Sorry, no. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously you want people to embrace foreign cinema. Sure. You know. And it's very a very worthy film, but at the same time. Have you seen it? No. So you can't say, but I can say it's perfect. I know. I'm, I'm, and I think you'd really like it. It's a very, it's very much a film lover's film. Yeah, if you get see, what I mean. I, like, this is it, right? Watch it I, this weekend. I right? will. See, this is it. Because like, it's, it's totally one of those films where I was like, yeah, I should love this. Why haven't I gotten around to watching it yet? Like, it was like crazy. the second half of A Star Is Born, when your car was broken into. <laughs> oh, yeah, into. you didn't see and, that another, 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 uh, another one that went down, like gangbusters at the, at the show last night. Okay, let's move on from the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, Dee, what else is going on in the world of films? Uh, yes, Ryan Reynolds has been teasing Deadpool 3 yet again, which is great because like last summer there was talk about it not happening at all. Now he hasn't said much, but the reason why we're getting this update is because um, he's basically launching it in China at the moment. So yeah. Deadpool 2 the is The first only... one didn't open there, right? The first... yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's only just open there because of like censorship and yeah. whatnot. You know, they, they because, got their stuff, yeah, we got our dictatorships. stuff, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, he was basically teasing that it'll be going in a completely different direction. But I do think when the Disney-Fox merger happens, I think that one of the first, you know, new properties that Disney will have inherited that they'll want to talk about immediately is Deadpool because they're going to have to figure out how they can, you know, market yeah. that. And yeah. given that, you know, Deadpool has been such... Uh, success and it has such a huge fandom behind it. They're really going to want to, you know, handle. It that made way too much money for them not to ever consider. It is, it, isn't it? it yeah, that's it. I mean, like, look. At the end of the day, that's really what Disney cares about is making the money. almighty oh, yeah. dollar. It is. It is. That's it. it like is. they all, yeah. they just care about the money. And Deadpool, Mickey Mouse likes that cheese. Exactly. <laughs> and like, but it's true though. Like, and like Deadpool, Deadpool has made way too much money for anyone not to acknowledge the fact that. You know, they've hit upon something that's yeah. working. Why would they try to screw that up by changing up the entire mm -hmm. formula? Now, I would say Ryan Reynolds saying that, oh, the third one is going to be completely different. I would say that's him trying to maybe, like, it's almost like test marketing mm. for the fact that Disney are going to want to have a say in it, if you get my meaning. Yeah. He's trying to, it's like loosening up the ground. He's like sending up a test balloon to be mm. like, look, now that Disney have control of Fox and control of this character, they're going to want to do something different. So him saying, it's going to be completely different when it does turn out to be, you know, if they do end up making a PG-13 yeah. version of it, I can see yeah. that happening. And I mean, they did test the waters now with Once Upon a Dub Tool, which I actually went to because it <clears throat> showed for um, one night only here in... Um, Dublin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where, where, where are we? Where? Yeah, because I do think it got a slightly longer release in the US because it was, you know, released as part of, you know, making money for um, what Charity. you call fudge you cancer yeah. or whatever they called it. Um, but it was only shown for one night here. And I saw it and yeah, I gotta say you miss the gore and you miss the foul you language. The there the is OLF something bombs. missing. Yeah. yeah. I mean the framing device with uh what's the name of your one Fred Princess? That was gas. That was really oh, do you know well what done. I think we haven't addressed him yet, but producer Dave is here. Um, and Hello. Would you, you know, you because we were talking about Bill Bourne, you were saying he's a bit too crass for me. Would you be more mm. into a PG-13 Deadpool than a coarse-ridden Deadpool? Not really as such. I mean, I am personally quite tired of the Deadpool films. You've seen, he, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there. He's got a major problem with Ryan Reynolds, and he told me as much. 
Yeah, I'm just do. sick of him. He's so charming and funny and irreverent. No, he was charming but a, a decade ago. And he's doing the same stuff. I like Deadpool was and probably still is. Like I used to read the comics when I was younger, and Deadpool was one of my favorite characters. Couldn't wait for the film. And in a way, I feel like he's portraying him quite well because Deadpool is an incredibly annoying character. Yeah, he's supposed I to be. Find yeah. Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool incredibly annoying. I can't stand yeah. him. So he's in the a mark way, with I have to take my hat off to the performance. But then he takes it off, and then he is Ryan Reynolds in this. Ah, oh, it's just. I'm it's sick all very meta. To yeah. The teeth. Yeah. What about you, Charlotte? We can't hear you, but nod if you like Deadpool. First one, not a fan of the second one. Yeah. Tough crowd in here. Not these two of the critics, huh? Uh, okay, so we leave the news there for this week. Brian Lloyd, movie stars. We yes. mentioned movie stars. We did. What movie stars uh, did you awkwardly hug this week? I didn't awkwardly hug anybody, okay? Um, Just we weird, you have, weird we have to point that out though, right? Weird we have to point that out. I'm Just very saying, glad that yeah. we have to point that out. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up again. Um, no, we talked to Steve Coogan and John C. Riley. Well, director. you did. Me and oh, did. Well, I talked to John C. Riley last year. So did I. So when did we but you referring to the specific... I meant it in the royal we, as in entertainment.ie, our website, and the film show, our show. The royal we. But instead, me, I... We're like so not royal at all. It's a phrase! I know. Anyways, yeah, so John C. Riley, Steve Coogan, and John S. Baird, who is the director of Stan and Ollie, talked about... You know, just the fact that, you know, Steve Coogan is known for Alan Partridge. Uh, John C. Riley is known for doing really avant-garde comedy. And John Baird did Filth, which was that brilliant Irvine Welch uh, adaptation. Yeah. Which is yeah. a really cynical, dark film. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. To go from that... James McAvoy's brilliant in that as brilliant well. Brilliant in that film, yeah. yeah. To go, all of them coming from that background, to make Stan and Ollie, which is this really sweet, really nice, really almost... Too sweet? You know we're going to see the Not interview. I know, I'm just setting it up. Well, let's set it up, go. Okay, there's the interview. I have to I have to say, like, a lot of my work is directly informed by uh, Oliver Hardy. Like, Ralph Breaks the Internet, we talked all the time in the studio about Oliver Hardy. You know, copying some of the sounds of getting hit on the head and all that. All that. So, uh, their, their influence is, it's, it's hard to overstate their influence on comedy. And that's the interview done. <laughs> I get it. A neat segue there. <laughs> Total segue. <laughs> a neat segue from Brian M. Lloyd. Um, is it M or L? I always forget. M. M. Okay. Well, it upsets you, and I like upsetting you because, you know, I feel like you have more energy when you're annoyed. So I'm trying, I'm actually, like, it's a new show, it's a new set. I'm trying to be a it's new It's a new me. me. It's a new me. I'm trying to be a bit more circumspect and a bit yeah. more guarded. And oh, that makes sense. As, that makes sense, Brian. As, yeah. I appreciate that. Appreciate Thank you making an effort, not with the beard, but in general. Um, okay, let's talk reviews then this week. Uh, I, I completely forgot that this film existed, The Mule. Oh, yeah. Um, until yeah. Saturday, night, Saturday Night Live and John Mulaney and, the, and um, Dave, Pete, Davidson. Pete Davidson talked about it. had a really funny bit on it on, uh, on Weekend Update. Yeah. So you, you reviewed this one, Brian, right? I did. Okay. Two threesomes for a 90-year-old man. Yeah. Two threesomes in 90 minutes. Yeah. With a 90-year-old man. Yeah. That's a lot of numbers. It's crazy. It's numbers. It's like, the fact that it happens once, you're kind of like, that's crazy. Then it happens again. And you're like, Jesus, what is your problem? Fill me once. Like, I mean, the first time it's kind of... With your geriatric threesomes. Fill me me again. That's the way the saying goes. Like, uh, 
you know, the first time it happened, it's sort of implied. It's just like, it's from a distance and you can kind of see him bringing the other girl in and they're having a little bit of a party and then the next, it cuts to the next morning the two of them walk out of the room. You're kind of thinking, oh, there's no way he did that. <laughs> and then it's like literally like about half an hour later in the film, he's at this big Mexican party where, with his drug cartel buddies. And... It's really explicit. It's re- like it's, it's not that explicit. It, she oh, gets her boobs out. Yeah, she does get her boobs There's out. There's no like humping or anything. No, but like it's it's two of two women there with Clint Eastwood, who is 87 years old, and these women who are more than half his age. Oh, he has a great line in that scene as well. Do you remember it? Oh, it like? he Some, says something really funny. Yeah, it, like, it, was, oh, something, it was something along the lines of, oh, yeah, I feel like I'm dreaming. I need medication. Yeah, it was something, it's like something along but those say lines. say if you're 87 and you're having two threesomes in 90 minutes, you're going to be on some form of medication. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, you're going to need right? something. Am I right? You're going to have some, some helpers. God, Some uppers. helpers, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. yeah. Whatever, I well, don't I mean, know. So was that an issue for you with the film? No, I like it. See, this you, were you offended it. by the boobs? Absolutely not. Not at all. I mean, Jesus, at 90 years of age to be doing that, fantastic. Um, no, what I found hilarious... He directed the movie. It's his movie. He yeah, has right. many boobs in it yeah. as he wants. Holy, we'd all I do that. Hit rods. <laughs> Get it done by four so you can hit the links. But um, no, what I found hilarious about this film was, was the fact that and we were talking about this. Mm. The trailers of it make it seem like this really gripping thriller drama. And it's like, he's yeah. this man on the run and he's got these drugs. But when you actually watch the film, it's totally like a comedy. It's yeah. basically like, catch me if you can, by way of About Schmidt. And it's just this, About Schmidt, you know the... I remember, the, I know, I know. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, you know... But even like if you, we were looking at the poster last night and it's him like all looking know. haggard and it's like the truck on the road that's and it's all his, in sepia. That's just his face now, Dee. No, but I mean like, but I mean like, he's like he laughing and smiling all through yeah. the film and I mean, they're almost marketing it as a kind of, you know, like Narcos-like or yeah. something. Did you, you enjoy know? it? I, I really did. Like, we were, like, we were at the same screening. Yeah. Everyone was laughing all yeah. through it. It was like a proper popcorn comedy. movie yeah. comedy. Like, I was like, this is not what I was expecting. Now, when it comes to, like, you know, Clint Eastwood's overall oeuvre, I mean, it, oeuvre. Wouldn't, oeuvre. it wouldn't be up to the standards oeuvre. of, like, Unforgiven or Million Dollar Baby or Gran Torino, but it's a big improvement on, like, Jersey Boys in the 15th, You were not Paris. a fan of that 1570 the Paris it. film at all. Good. Which, by the way, also had, I was telling you guys yeah. about this last night, a, like, club scene that just went way too long that I think Clint Eastwood had in there just so that he could, like, party with the young people. I want to party with the kids. <laughs> you kids know I was in the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it, it served no purpose, that yeah. scene, mm-hmm. and it was way too long. The only so, thing yeah. Clint Eastwood has done wrong in his career, in my opinion, is Scott Eastwood. <laughs> Is what? I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I'm Dark. sure he's a lovely man. I don't mean that, but he can act. Um, but I mean, he's a, but he's always one of these directors who's known, even directing himself, he's known for doing one or two takes and going, let's move on. Yeah, mm. he's really, yeah, like, I mean, I, I, like, I've been doing a very bad Clint Eastwood impression. But it's funny, while I was watching it, like, Sorry. and it was really, th- there were a lot of scenes in it that was like, you could have cut that out if you wanted it. You didn't need that in. Like, it's padding. Like, I think those. Mm. The those, second reason. Exactly. <laughs> Did you need two of them? One is fine. Two, you're just being, you're just being. Let creepy it be now. known, Brian Lloyd hates threesomes. I don't. I really don't. That's what it seems like. I really don't. I don't. Oh God, why are we talking about threesomes? Um, but yeah, the mule. It's grand. It's fun. It is fun. Okay. It's a total three star film. If it ends up being his three and a half, it's like. Both average. Yeah, you, know? you got, got, got a very response yeah, from the crowd. Yeah. It's a crowd pleaser. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very crowd But I do think I I would worry for how well it's going to do because a it's up against all the Oscars, the yeah. Oscar yeah. contenders, and b they've marketed it wrong. Yeah, mm. it's not 
it's not the movie it's I expected. It's done quite well at the American box office. It has done well at the American yeah. box office. Yeah. Maybe it was a different kind of marketing over there, though. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's move on. Uh, briefly, please, Dee, to this Jennifer Lopez one where yeah. she looks like Jenny from the block because she's from the block and she's, what's she doing? Yeah. Don't be fooled by don't, those don't be fooled. that she's got. Like. I, she I, always plays a maid or yeah. a bead and... I don't like it, like, what made Manhattan, but it's the same character and everything, like. Yeah, no? so the whole idea of this is that she's a manager in this store and she's like going up for a promotion, but she's because she doesn't real. have, she's keeping it real. I know, but because she doesn't have a college degree, there's prejudice, prejudice in the workplace, and they won't uh, give her the higher position. And of course it goes to a man, just because he has a degree and all that, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, she quits her hey, job man. because she gets man. this um, offer in another uh, company doing like uh, marketing and product development. And it's an absolutely amazing opportunity. And she doesn't know how this landed in her lap, but basically on her birthday, she made a wish that like her life could be better. And her best friend who is played by your one. Uh, Leah Romini. Yes. Yeah. And oh, she's the, one, the, the Scientology, Scientology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's Who's she's gonna call? Leah Romini. Um, but she plays the best friend, but basically her son overheard this and he made uh, Jennifer Lopez up this like, I'm just going to call her Jennifer Lopez. I don't know her character's <laughs> name. Um, but her he character makes, is Jennifer Lopez. But he makes her up this like fake resume and fake like Facebook and all these social media profiles and basically completely upping yeah, her yeah. like life experiences and work experience and all of this so that, you know, she has this totally new identity. Um, it's a lot of fun, this movie. Vanessa Ann really? Hudgens is in it as well. Yeah, because, okay, look, there, there are only so many like chick flicks that come along, and I don't think that's like an offensive thing to say. I think that I would define a chick be flick a man as said it. man. Well, I would define it as like a kind of empowering female-driven yeah. comedy movie. And I mean, you've seen that in the likes of a bunch of classics like Legally Blonde, Mean Girls, Clueless, girl. those kind of ones. Working Girl, yeah, to go further back. So there are those kind of movies and I think that they are enjoyable. And I mean, you know, we've got to put something for female audiences out there. And Jennifer Lopez is excellent at this genre with the likes of Made in Manhattan, The Wedding Planner, The Backup Plan and stuff like that. So I find this oh, movie I a lot of fun. I thought they were all the same movie, to be honest. Look, it's fun. Like you go to it and, you know, you feel like all inspired and you laugh along with it. And, you know, they're kind of like girly friendship scenes and there's a makeover. I'm from the block. I could do what Jennifer Lopez did. Don't Look, be fooled by those rocks. <laughs> my main criticism of it would be, and I won't say what it is, but when you watch it, there's this coincidence or this like twist about halfway through the film oh, I that know what you're it just is. like I yeah you probably read no no I didn't read it, it but I, I no? can guess what it is okay well all the reviews that are like come on but it's true there is this ridiculous ridiculous twist in it that you're just like come on but like if you just kind of okay let it go then it's a quite, it's an enjoyable movie, okay? I had fun. It's it's not, it's not. I wouldn't say Shakespeare. Shake, what's a movie equivalent? It's not Scorsese. Yeah, it's it's obviously, it's, it's, it's no Scorsese. No, yeah, he's it's like, a bit of fun. She goes in a kill crazy rampage at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the twist. I can't see that. Out of sight, like out of sight is like literally on my top five. Of yeah, all that was time. in nineteen ninety eight though. I'm just saying, like she's a brilliant when she when Jennifer Lopez puts her mind to it and does is given the material, she can be an incredible. So, pat, so patronizing. How is that patronizing? When a woman puts her mind to something, she can be good. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying when she is given the material that is commensurate with her abilities, then she can really do something special. Stop painting me into a corner, okay? Man. <laughs> Let's talk about a man. Let's talk about Dick Cheney. Oh, Voice. Yeah. Adam McKay's been nominated for uh, this, as has uh, Christian Bale. Sam Rockwell. 
Well, like, I love Sam Rockwell. He's great. He's barely in this. Mm. He's um, in it. But bit. he's very good. He is very good. But I, I, I think the nominations for this are, and I was really looking forward to this, and I enjoyed Voice a lot. I think the nominations were uh, a little too rampant. I think I don't think it deserved as much as it's gotten. Christian it had a better Bale, campaign. Yeah, but yeah, I do think that it's yeah. it's a lot to do with yeah. campaigns. Now. Okay, tell me what you guys thought of this first. I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it a lot. Um, I think Adam McKay is fast becoming the kind of go-to director to take on these contemporary political stories and do it in a way that's interesting and do it in a way that is it's entertaining. Comical, yeah. And comical and entertaining, yeah. yeah. Because, like, I mean, you know, you look at something like The Big Short, which had an appreciable impact on pretty much everybody in this room and probably everybody watching this in the sense of like the, no I mean in the sense of like the economic downturn you know that kind of way, the fact that it actually had an effect on people but then to explain it to people in a way that they understand it and make it entertaining because you look at that and then you look at like Margin Call that one with um, Jeremy Irons and Kevin Spacey um, and that was about let's just pretend that Kevin Spacey never existed but you know what I mean? You like, can't do that because he's been under a bunch of really good movies. All right, movies. but what I'm saying is, is that, uh, like, I'm saying is, is that, like, Margin Call was about the exact same thing as The Big Short is, and which one do people talk about more? The Big Short. Well, The Big Short had Brad Pitt and Ryan Gosling. Yeah, but Steve I'm saying, and, yeah, but I mean, yeah. leaving that aside, it still had a really interesting way of approaching it. Like, no, it did. Yeah. And Vice is the same thing. Vice has. You know, a narrator going through it, played by Jesse Plemons, who basically explains it to the... Brilliant. Brilliant idea. Brilliant, mm. yeah. brilliant idea, and when it comes together, it's really yeah. well done. Really well actor. done. Yeah. And also, as well as the fact that, like, it actually cuts and then goes into these, like, comedic asides where it sort of just kind of riffs with the whole setup of the biopic. Like, there's yeah. an entire scene in it where it, it, the film literally cuts and goes to credits halfway through the film oh, yeah, for a they joke. have like the end titles yeah. of where the characters ended up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's where, it's yeah, clever. that's. I thought that was a really interesting bit as yeah. well. It was where Dick Cheney could have been had he not exactly. gone and become vice president. So I have a There big, was almost something kind of semi-tragic yeah, about it. It was very is. well and done, think, yeah. Um, and like, I'm, I'm, I'd be kind of fairly uh, upset in, in, in American yeah. politics in particular. And Cheney's like, seen, he was always seen as the you know, the the guy behind the curtain, so to speak, mm. pulling all the strings. Mm. And this film very much says that as well. It's kind of like, George Bush was just there. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He's like, he was the way he's the written man. and the way yeah. Sam Rockwell plays him, he's basically a complete yeah. idiot. He, well, movie. like, you know, for you know, for one of a better now, he's Roger Daltrey and, and yeah. Yeah, he, you know, he's Pete Townsend, Dick Cheney's Pete Townsend. Did you like that? Wrote all the music. Yeah, that's a good one, yeah. Probably. That's I don't know if that's true. I just say things. I don't yeah. read... Yeah, just comparing it to The Big Short, I almost would say I preferred Vice more because I thought it was more more taut mm. and I thought it was more cohesive because there, I, 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 I liked The Big Short, but I almost thought it was like too busy yeah. or something. Yeah. There That's were just fair. too many characters and too many different storylines and strands. And while McKay did very good, a good job at kind of, you know, adapting his same style, which I'd almost kind of call like, collage style yeah. of filmmaking yeah. and that there's MTV. kind of yeah exactly and that you know he you know suddenly the characters are like speaking Shakespeare and suddenly there's like newsreel footage and suddenly like there's just music booming I just think that it's really kind of well done and well edited I thought the performance in this were fantastic 
I know you're thinking Christian Bale for Vice. I still think Rami Malek's going to win, but we'll I think see Bradley's what happens. Bradley's going to win. Go, Bradley. Um, I'd love to see Amy Adams yes. win for yeah, me too. Um, yeah. playing Lynn Cheney. Phenomenal Because she is brilliant in this. Um, although I, I, I think that her probably toughest competition in the category is going to be Regina King for Beale Street Couture because mm. that's also a phenomenal performance. Um, if this movie comes away with one award, it will be for Best Makeup because the makeup in this is just brilliant. I mean, Sam Rockwell is actually... He looks like him, doesn't George he? Bush. It's scary. He's got the mannerisms and it's everything. It's so scary because, like, I was looking and I kept... I just, I couldn't... Like, whenever he was up on the screen, I couldn't stop just staring at the effects of the makeup. They were so, so brilliant. And besides, it's only up against, what is it, two other nominees, so it's probably going to win anyway. <laughs> it's going to win. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Everything D yeah. said is correct, yeah. Like, I mean, it really was this... Very, fa not fast paced, but just this really kind of full on yeah. biopic. Like I can't think of a, I can't think of another political biopic that's that's as sharp as this. Like you mm. know that kind of that is this incisive. Um, For me, the only thing that lost me a little was the bit at the end with the front camera address. Yeah, because I thought that, I thought that was brilliant. I thought it was good, but at the same time, I was kind of like. You're being I don't on know. The nose. I, I felt like, yeah, I felt that it was a bit of a sellout because all through the movie, I thought he did such a good job. At even though like Dick Cheney did all these horrible, horrible things, he does kind of not quite pay, paint a sympathetic portrayal of him, but it was certainly like making him out to be like a human being as opposed to like yeah, because he starts off as an idiot. In exactly. This sort of yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Lynn Cheney's really yeah. the. The driving, the driving force, force. Yeah. yeah. Whereas that final front of camera address is like, no, this guy is actually just demonic. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of, oh, I, I don't know. I thought it was a bit of a shame. I thought it would have been better if they, if he'd kind of wanted to leave it on that like slight note of ambiguity, but he couldn't. He wanted to really hammer home I the message. And like you said, yeah. a bit on the nose. Yeah, but to be honest, like, I mean, it's funny you say that because I think the hammer home point came... And I don't, I don't want to ruin it, but mm. it's basically, it's a better well, thing. Well, it's life. Well, do you want me to ruin it? Um, not explicitly. Are you talking about the post credit scene? Mm. But they could have had that post credit no, no, scene. No, no, the no, no, not the post credit scene. Oh, right. the, audience with, with no the, idea where, the audience has no idea okay, what the two yeah. of you are talking about. Yeah, yeah but they could have ended with the bit with the daughter, but they didn't. I know that, but what I'm yeah. saying is, is that was the part of it where it was like, wow, he is an absolute B word. Yeah. Um, there is nothing redeemable yeah, about yeah. it. Well, look, as well as that, I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I think Dick Cheney was part of that's come from, you know, many different sources that was, you know, wrong. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, he was, he was. But at the same time, with the personal stuff, um, nobody knows. You know, that's going to come from accounts. And stuff. You don't, Brian, you don't know. Well, like, I mean, so, it's... I mean, but Adam McKay's, a, yeah. he's, you know, he's a brilliant filmmaker. Yeah. He obviously yeah. had a take on he did. Uh, Dick mm -hmm. Cheney and this film is that take on yeah. Dick Cheney. Also, before we go, shout out to Steve Carell playing Donald Rumsfeld. Oh, brilliant. Playing yeah, Donald Rumsfeld fantastic. exactly like he plays Brick, pretty much. Yeah. Which says a lot about Donald Rumsfeld. It does, doesn't, doesn't it? it? This is Steve Carell's <laughs> third movie this month. Yeah, Between Welcome to Morrowind, Beautiful Boy, and this. Like, he's just on roll. The he's fantastic. Well, Welcome to Morrowind's one of the biggest bombs of the year. I know, but he, he's really he's good great. in it. Yeah. He is. Do you know what? We've got a. We're obviously going to do another show next week. We need more movie stars. So we might show. We might show a clip. I think next week, D, um, from your interview with Steve Carell. Oh, 
Because you shared, you shared yeah. a really nice moment with him, I thought. Oh, it was really sweet. Really he told this um, story about his mum working as a nurse in a psychiatric hospital. And like it was kind of like the last thing we talked about because I wanted to talk about, you know, mental health because Welcome Tomorrow yeah. does touch on that as a movie. And I didn't expect him to open up like so much, but he really kind of did. And he was there in the moment. And it was really, it was really touching. Such a good interviewer. Did he give you an awkward hug after? Uh, no, that's but because you're a good interviewer. <laughs> See what I did there? Only joking, Brian. Yeah. Big fan of yours, Brian Lloyd. Yeah, Big he, fan of yours. But he did wish me a safe flight. Oh, oh that's nice. nice. The don't, don't say that. No, that's right. They don't. Yeah. The, they the don't. nice story. Have a crap flight home. <laughs> <laughs> All the way Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's it for this week. Thanks to Charlotte and production. And thanks, producer Dave. Thanks, producer Dave. No worries. Happy to help. Entertainment.ie. <laughs> I love the way you say film.